Augustus Noble Driggs was lying inside the small stone room on a bunk, thinking about Jesus and whatnot. He was in the tomb. That's what the inmates called it. It was late in the evening, and he was alone here, in the tomb, in the odd April cold. He was watching gray vapors drift up from a small lantern beside his bunk that offered up rising battalions of ghostly dancers who twisted and swirled, then disappeared before they met the tomb's low rock ceiling. The tomb was solitary confinement, and the only reason Driggs was provided a lantern at all was so he could read the Bible that was left next to his bunk. It was the warden's wife's idea. She felt it a civic and moral duty for those who could in fact read to spread the gospel. The tomb was in an isolated area separated from the main compound. This place, this penitentiary, was simply referred to by the inmates as hell. It had another proper name when it was built, but that title was long ago forgotten, and it was usually called hell. Some referred to the massive stone structure as the hell hole, or the hot box on the hubs of hell. The prison was meant to hold a maximum of 260 prisoners, but it was currently overcrowded and brimming with close to 300. It was located in the desert, nearly 100 miles from the closest town in every direction, and escaping hell had proved to be near impossible. Driggs had considered escaping more than a few times, but never found a way out that made any sense. Over the years, a few had tried, but they all died in their attempts. Normally this rock palace, hell, was a sweltering hot compound, a place where it was much easier to catch a heat-related disease than it was to catch a decent breath. But at times, when the temperature dropped, the prisoners would say, Old Sam pulled the goddamn lever. Sam Satan. He was the operator, the true proprietor of hell and every so often he opened the gallows trap door that dropped in a strange, unseasonably glacial chill. The prisoners would mostly die in the sweltering heat of edema or syncope, of tetany or stroke or the galloping consumption, but the cold was also threatening. Since the place was constructed through the consecutive hot summers and occasionally cold winters, there had been more than a dozen men who couldn't tolerate the conditions and took their own lives, usually by hanging from the bars at the end of a ripped blanket snugged around the neck. Unlike thick-walled adobe structures that kept in the cool, this place was made from stone with walls built just thin enough to allow the outside temperatures to conveniently creep inside like an unwanted guest. Then there would be stretches of time in the winter when the chill would last for weeks, sometimes months. The earliest inmates lived in tents, shackled by ball and chain as they erected the cavernous compound that overlooked a vast desert in every direction. And after a few years of hard labor, the prisoners moved into the very cells they had built, sealing their fate. Set high up on a rocky bluff where the harsh sun and winter gales would insult and diminish the most capable, everyone, the guards, the administration, the warden, even the governor, understood that this place was in every way damnation and most certainly the work of the devil himself.
The week previous, it had been scorching hot, but this particular night in April was for some reason freezing, and the wind brought with it some uncommon moisture. Now, miserable wetness was added to the frigid April air. It traversed through the chambers and across the rock floor tunnels of the prison compound, making a bitter cold night even colder. But Driggs was okay with it. He knew this brief bit of unseasonably cold weather was just a passing snap.